your Locked On Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey folks, I'm your host, Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by our Locked On NHL podcast. You need more hockey news, and Locked On NHL is here to fill that gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the league. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories in game recaps. Subscribe to Locked On NHL today wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, you can follow Locked On Hurricanes on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes, on Facebook at Locked On Hurricanes Podcast, and you can find myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And in today's episode, it is the debut of the Locked On Hurricanes Summer Fan Series. I hope you guys enjoy it. All right, Kaniacs, this is the first episode of the summer fan series uh so no pressure to my guest today as i am joined by a good friend longtime listener uh dougie hamilton stan uh olivia how are you doing today olivia thank you for the wonderfully accurate introduction uh i'm doing really good not much to complain about i'm excited to to be the first of the fan series yeah i know well rested well rested that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> all right uh so i'm sure as you saw like on social media i was saying that one thing i was wanting to do uh over the summer is you know have fans on um so they can share um their favorite hurricanes memories um obviously we're going to talk about a lot more um since again you are the debut guest so Definitely. you get the two-part episode no oh, one else does okay. as of right now at least uh but yeah let's start off with you know your uh top three to five hurricanes memories definitely uh glad i have some notes so i can reference everything um i feel like i have to give a caveat obviously uh ginner's double overtime goal should be up there but i wasn't watching that game so i don't feel like it's my memory but uh my dad said i would be remiss if i did not mention it i remember exactly where i was sitting when that happened and that's kind of when I got into hockey in general. I was like, wow, we're actually like something now. I feel bad. I feel kind of like a little fake fan getting in at such a such a um, perfect moment. But I remember where I was sitting for that. That was a pretty big turning point. I think my favorite has to be kind of obviously the David Ayers game. Um, mm-hmm. I had just gotten into hockey. I was watching pretty much every game like alone in my um, townhome room and my friends were nagging me to go out. They're like, come on, like, we're going to be late. Like we have to go. And this game was just way too big to miss. And I just remember sitting there like this is I'm witnessing history. This is a huge deal. And I wasn't on Kane's Twitter at the time, but I wish I was because I can't imagine what the feed was like after that game. It was wild. It had to just be absolutely electric. And even afterwards, like, obviously he's pretty active on Twitter. Um, And just to see how much like that did for the kidney foundation and stuff like that. Um, but it was just a crazy game. I, I still doesn't feel like it actually, we actually won that game, but mm-hmm. uh, that's probably first on the list. And like close second, uh, probably Justin Williams coming back for his last two seasons and shooting the five hole winning goal in overtime. Um, and his post game interview after being named a star, everyone was cheering for him mm-hmm. and he was cheering up. And uh, that's when I first started to grasp like the depth of Kane's hockey culture 
and like I was tearing up and he was and I just like felt like a really special moment I felt like I was there even though I wasn't um I can't remember what game it was but that that was like a Mr. Game 7 moment for sure and just like him solidifying his place back in the roster was Mm -hmm. pretty sweet to see yeah yeah um also this is a more recent memory but there was the first my first game of the season not the first game um I went with some of my new Twitter friends Lindsay and Curran um and it was like just the first time I met them so it was like a really exciting getting back into hockey and everything we were playing the Panthers and we were down by one going into the third and knowing our odds at the time and how we were playing it was like not looking good Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not a religious person at all but I sat in my chair during second intermission and I prayed that I did not just waste $120 of my own money I had never paid for a hockey game before and I spent 120 bucks on these seats Mm -hmm. Uh, I would have been so upset if we lost and uh, the boys came back with guns blazing and they scored four to win it five two oh my god it was such a good ending to the game it was probably the most exciting game I've been to I mean my money was on the line so that's probably why but yeah that game was I was so happy to be back it was a perfect like first game back into the season knowing like how great the season went it was just like the perfect moment yeah um oh, this one's kind of stupid but one of my favorite Canes memories just personally was when the Canes <laughs> followed me on Twitter earlier this year oh no uh, that's a great feeling it- yeah, it was it was pretty exciting. I was sitting at my friend's house watching one of the games and I was tweeting and it was just like a random follow. It wasn't one of their like follow Fridays or whatever it was. And mm-hmm. I couldn't believe that like it showed up on my feed. I checked to make sure who um, it was the Canes. And I told my friend Jack who was there immediately. And we just like hugged and jumped around for a minute. It was stupid, but it was so much fun and like just kind of validating for me. Yeah, you know? it was the same for me whenever they followed me. Like it was like, oh, man they followed me uh you know that was just an awesome feeling uh and then you know same when like the checkers did uh uh, who else had uh charlotte fc the weirdest one though was when john cena followed me i forgot about that wasn't that relatively recent yeah that was relatively recently that was like the day i got verified uh and it was so weird like i knew it was like just like a mass follow for like the new fast and the furious movie but it was it's still weird like does he still follow me? And I click on it, it says follows you. Oh my gosh, still a flex. Also the verification, Mr. Fancy. I know. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. I got the blue check mark. Oh my gosh, did you just wake up to that? Yeah, I just woke up to that. It's like Christmas morning. I know. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then I'd say number five would probably be this last game of the season. Um, I went with my dad. It was uh, obviously against the lightning. Um, We had great seats courtesy of my wonderful grandmother. Um, We were about four or five rows up and the crowd was rowdy as hell. I saw a ton of friends there and it was just really nice to watch the boys um, in person at the end of such a crazy season. And when the lightning were skating off the ice, uh, one of the guys sitting next to me yelled something about Pat Maroon hitting the treadmill or needing to hit the treadmill. And his delivery was so perfect. I was laughing about it for like three days. Mm-hmm. So that was like the perfect great. little, oh, it was so great. I wish I remember exactly what he said, but we were all cracking up. Like all the rows around us heard him and it was just perfect. And that was game two, correct? Or was it game one? Because <sighs> I was at game one. I can't remember. It was, I, it was the last game. Yeah, it, wasn't the last game no 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 it was yeah it was game five yep it was game five i went to game five yeah i forgot you know that they had finished up here 
Um, it's been a while. My brain is dead. Very true. Very true. But that was good. And then I feel like I just have to give a couple of short mentions. One of the storm, you know how the storm squad used to come down in the rafters and like give out things or storm would come down like up on like the upper levels, like Mm -hmm. hundreds. Um, one of the storm squad complimented me on my makeup. And so I got like the Canes blanket that she was handing out just because my makeup looked good. I was like, wow, this is nice. (laughs) Well, that's nice. Yeah, that was really uh, nice. And then I think it was, I was really young, but I barely remember, but I know what happened. Tim Gleason, my, my OG favorite, uh, he punched a guy and broke his nose with one punch. And I was at that game and he, that's when he became my favorite player. I will never forget that. And that was mm-hmm. like, but that's, those are my, my memories pretty much. Those are all fantastic memories. <laughs> and when you said, you know, calling yourself a fake fan at the start of it, no one's a fake fan. Yeah. You're here. It doesn't matter how long you've been here. You're yeah. real. And everyone's so welcoming. I, I definitely don't feel like anyone else has made me feel that way, which is nice. Like the Canes Twitter community has been so welcoming. And I've just heard so many horror stories from, from friends in different communities about like the misogyny involved. And I just really haven't felt any of that. So I feel really lucky that we have such like a wonderful and open community, which I yeah. didn't expect out of hockey. Like the diversity of hockey fans was the last thing I expected when I started this, which is wonderful. Yeah. And usually whenever something does get said, everyone will like jump in, shut it down real quick. Oh yeah. And everyone knows about it. We're like talking about it, this like idiot. And then they, they delete their account in like five minutes and it's good to see them. It's just those oh. crazy trolls. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Um, now the NHL draft uh, entry draft is right around the corner. Um, and who are some of the prospects you would like to see come to the hurricanes organization? Well, I think this year out of all years, I haven't been paying it. Like this is only my second or third year. So I haven't paid attention to drafts much in general, but I think I just feel like it's not as consequential as a lot of years. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's not super stacked. There's a pretty good drop off. Um, I still just have to mention how much I am praying for Owen power and Buffalo and him, him getting traded as soon as possible. I think that narrative Mm -hmm. is so funny. Um, I know that Dundon said no more taking defensemen in the first round uh, a little while ago. So that's something to keep in mind. I have to give credit to Sarah Siv on this because I was just looking around. I mean, where else to find good mock draft stuff than the athletic, but um, she mentioned, uh, is it Colton Dock? Dak? Um, mm-hmm. He's a center out of the WHL. And since it's like we're in the 26, which is like lower end of picks, yes. um, I like that he's like a big solid guy for center, especially um, looking towards the future. I think it's important. It wouldn't make a huge difference right now, um, but there's not much to do. And I think it pads the current roster in the long run. Um, I'd rather like trade for a top six forward and have that production right now and like have that center role just later moving on with um, just with everything going on right now and with everything available and not available in the free agency. Um, I just haven't really... Other than him, I haven't really looked at anyone that's especially down so far mm-hmm. uh, that's going to make a big difference. I mean, he posted like 11 goals and 20 points in 20 games, and he's 6'4", which can only mean good things for our team. I'm I'm the CEO of wanting more big guys, big bodies, physicality, and I don't know how much of that's involved in his play, but if I can have any of that, especially in a center role, I'm happy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, he was. I'll have to double check our mock draft, but he was going to be my pick as well. Wonderful. Um, Look at that. Yeah, so I do really like him as well. Um, it is weird the draft this year because 
last year, you know, we had a top 15 pick. Now we're, you know, way farther down the line. So we're obviously not going to get one of those super high end prospects. Yeah. Though you mentioned Owen Power, there was talk of him going back to college because yeah. he knew he would get drafted by Buffalo. Wouldn't that be a story? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I don't know like where that's at right now, if he is or he isn't, but there was that talk really about him be. going back to college. That would be something else. I know. It was crazy. And you mentioned, um, you know, trades for top six guy, you know, and there are top six guys on the market this year. Like, you know, I know we probably wouldn't get him, but Gabriel Landeskog, I'd um, love to get him. Uh, I, even though I know that's not going to happen, but who are some of the guys you'd like to see us trade for and free agents you'd like to see come here? Okay. So trade wise, this is, it's hard because I think a lot of the like trades that I mocked up or whatever, I would be happy if they happened. I would be happy if they didn't. It's hard to say hindsight is 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, you never really know. I think we're going to overlook a lot of talent in the off season because Rod and Dundon and Waddell are all on the same page about the team, which I do love. Um, mm-hmm. I know they're culture is like what they're focused on and um if any of these big names don't fit into like the team first mentality they will let them walk which i don't necessarily mind i mean throwing money at talent did not work i mean alexander semen like let's not repeat mistakes you longtime listeners know all about the greatness of built bar but some of you new folks may not know about it and i'm going to tell you all about built bar because it is the best tasting protein bar on the market and they have so many delicious flavors they have coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. And they also have limited time flavors as well. And right now, they have grasshopper cookie. I have not tried this one yet, um, but it is going to be available from July 6th through July 9th. So make sure you get that new flavor grasshopper cookie. And you may be asking yourself, what does that taste like? Well, this is Built Bar's version of the classic Thin Mint Cookie. All the flavor without the sugar. And so there is going to be something for everybody there, whether it be that uh, new Grasshopper Cookie or one of the nine delicious flavors. And if you haven't tried all of the original nine flavors, you can get a mixed box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. And Built Bars are, of course, healthy for you they're low calorie low sugar high protein and high fiber and regardless of the flavor they are soft and easy to chew and covered in 100 percent chocolate so order today and get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or double chocolate whatever you want so go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked 15 and you'll get 15 percent off your next order use promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at builtbar.com we he just got um, off the books though, so <laughs> finally. Oh my gosh, um, Matthew Kachuk for you lagged out about top six forwards in the off season, um, but just like that one piece that's necessary to keep our scoring more consistent. Um, he's hard to play against, which I really like. Um, I'm a huge advocate, obviously, for physicality. Like I said, especially on the forecheck, um, and it's I get so stressed out when we send our stars out there, like. Ahur's fetch not that they can't hold their own but I don't know it stresses me out when there's no one to defend them and um if we don't take this trade I'll be happy like I'm aware that it sounds kind of crazy because nature has so much of a positive like a future here mm-hmm. um he does fit in well with the system he's already comfortable with the system 
I feel like Natchez is more of a technical player, but Kachuk could be like a key, but you never know. So that's very tentative. Um, also going off of that, Tarasenko maybe involving Natchez or a Marty bundle. Who knows with that? Um, definitely, I wouldn't want him and Kachuk. That would have to be one, one of the two. The other. Too, too, too much of a change, especially with how many players it would probably take and or prospects. Um, yeah, I'm leaning more towards the Kachuk side of things. Uh, I kind of like... I like our core group, obviously, but I don't want it to be another off season of we like our group. And then we just sit on our hands and expect crazy development in the off season. Like I think things to get need to be shaken up a little bit. Um, yeah. And I think we need to offload some boys and start getting people in who can not only endure, but increase our chances of a cup within this window. So that's yeah. a lot to think about. And then yeah. I think the next, if we're talking about trades and or free agents, I think the next issue is the goalie situation uh i think that is our number one i would say no differently even though it was like a small sample size um i can think of maybe one or two bad lettons uh which says a lot about his confidence and resiliency from an individual game perspective like he just mm-hmm. kept such a level head which i appreciated after the pain peter has put me through because he's so active in and out of the crease ned's like him but a little bit a little bit less um mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think Peter's going to be okay with being a backup. Uh, I don't either. I don't, but he's also bounced around the league before and has been a backup. So uh, you never know. Um, ideal might be um, Ned Peter or Ned Grubauer. I know that. Mm-hmm. I mean, who's to say? Um, but I think I would also be okay with Reimer being number two if it meant freeing up some space. I mean, the boys obviously play well for him. And despite his hate club on Twitter, uh, he's a great goalie when it really counts. So yeah. as long as Ned's our number one and we re- re-sign Ned, I'll be a happy camper. I think our number two is going to gonna be good. And if the boys need to share a crease for a minute to get things figured out, so be it. Um, yeah. yeah, I agree with the goalie situation. Ned is definitely in number one. Yeah. Um, I know I've said it on the show previously. Uh, I'm thinking, yeah, maybe like a two to three year deal. Something mm-hmm. short because mm-hmm. he hasn't been yep, the no. guy for a full 82 game season plus playoffs just to see how things go there. He's obviously going to get pay raise regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, Reimer, uh, I think he's more likely to stay because he's older. He knows his role. Um, but I could also see him being frustrated as to where, you know, he never got to see any ice time during the playoffs. Um, and then yeah. with Peter, he came here to be a number one. Mm-hmm. Now he's probably not going to be a number one uh, or at least a true number one. Uh, so, cause he would definitely be the one B option yeah. uh, for sure. Grubauer, think- I'd love to see it, but I don't Wait. see Colorado letting him go. I know. I know. It's like in a perfect world. And I think I love Peter death. I think he would have a little bit more of an ego, especially compared to James Reimer about being the backup. So I feel like yeah. that's really how it plays out. And But where would Peter go? I don't know. There's a lot of teams that need goalies. Yeah. Very um, true. I'd love to see him if he's happy. could also Seattle. Yeah. Because they still have to protect people in the expansion draft, even if they are restricted free agents and unrestricted free agents. So if he's not going to resign the hurricanes could maybe incentivize a little bit of taking him or, you know, they just let him enter the free market or a sign and trade or something like that. Kind of like they did with Eddie last year. Mm-hmm. Cause I look forward to seeing it regardless, wherever he goes. 
Yeah. Always yeah. Him, so. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting for sure. Um, now, uh, I just totally just forgot how to read questions for a second there. Um, now, you know, we've talked about this season a lot. You know, it was really weird and, you know, it was just crazy season. But the Hurricanes, I feel, did take a step forward, even though they got knocked out in the second round. Um, they were a lot more consistent during the regular season, whereas in the past few seasons, they've been kind of inconsistent. Um, so and a lot of that just came from really solid play from all the guys, depth guys stepping up when the top guys weren't going, top guys performing like top guys when they were on. So who was your MVP for the Hurricanes this season? Oh yeah. So that's perfect. Speaking about depth guys, I, like he ends up on the third line a lot, but he was huge for me. And especially since we're such a culture heavy, like who's going to embody the Canes work ethic. And I mean, it's Jordan Stahl uh, mm-hmm. earlier in the season, he got hurt and we were not doing well, no face-off wins, like no four check. It just felt completely discombobulated. I feel like Jordan settles all the forwards down. Um, there's no top six that works without him. Even if he's not the best player on the ice, uh, he is one of the most important players, especially when he is on his game. Um, his humble but like hungry demeanor has really paid off this season. Even though it was a condensed season, he had 53 game points with 16 goals, and that's a huge step up for him in production, mm-hmm. um, which I know that the team could definitely feel and feel his confidence. Um, it always felt like he knew where he needed to be, and um, everyone around him could feel it, and everyone played better and acted accordingly. Uh, it felt like a special year for him. I mean, as he hit a thousand games and to play under someone like him, especially when he is doing well, it gives the team new life and determination. Uh, his tip in against Yanni Gord says all you need to know about him. I mean, just getting down and dirty and, and focusing on the game and not all mm-hmm. the bullshit around the game. Like that, that little gif is just uh, makes me so proud to be a Canes fan, like stuff like that. Yeah, um, great. I'm hoping to see it again from him next year. Uh, I feel like no one wants it as bad as him and the team can feel that. Uh, and definitely with the like intangible slash eye test, they couldn't be more in his favor. So I, yeah. I love what he's done for the team and I'm excited to see next year. And if it continues. Yeah. I definitely feel this year, he definitely was more comfortable in his captain role um, where I know in like 17, 18, he was like co-captain with Justin Falk. Um, but you know, that was a co-captain situation. That was weird. It's a weird, weird situation there. Um, thanks, Bill Peters. You're an idiot. Um, yeah, he definitely felt like he came into his – he was a lot more comfortable this year. Um, and you can tell he wants it uh, really yeah. bad because he knows he's not getting any younger. He's been in the league for a long time now. And, you know, yeah, he's obviously not as fast you know, as he used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, that just comes with age. Uh, but he shows that he still has value for the team on the ice as well because there was definitely some criticism last year of him just not being the player he used to be, Uh, and this year he kind of turned back the clock some, and hopefully that confidence will carry into next year. I really, really do. He's definitely up there for MVP for me this season, Uh, but for me, I am – Jordan's definitely a top three maybe okay. top two, okay. uh, but I am going to go with Alex Nadelkovich for mm-hmm. sure. Cause just yeah, the way I... he came out of the woodwork um, and just stepped up and had a phenomenal year 
Jacob Slavin's up there. Dougie's oh, up okay. there. If Trocek hadn't fallen off the way he had in like whenever so he came back from when whenever he came back from injury, he would def he was going to be on my MVP for the season at like the midway point, but mm-hmm. he just Same. kind of fell off. Uh, but yeah, Ned Stahl, Slavin, Dougie, those guys were great this year. So glad to see you mentioning Dougie because I am. I'm going to get on my soapbox at some point. I know you know this. Like, I'm going to have to fight for him, but to, he was so important, and I think a lot of people aren't giving him enough credit just because his playoffs were not that great. But Yeah, it, it definitely hurt him for sure, and I think that's definitely playing a factor in the contract negotiations. Oh, yeah. Because he didn't step it up um, during the regular season. He was great. Yeah, he didn't score the goals like he did last year, mm-hmm but he was still all over the score sheet when it came to assists and stuff like that. So yeah, that was frustrating there. Um, And from what I've heard, it's coming down to the term, like the length of the contract because, you know, for like the next four, five years, yeah, he's going to be worth a whole bunch of money. Um, But it's the back half. I think the hurricanes are worried about. Which is so fair because I mean, if you look at, how many long-term deals like this with these offensive defensemen like has it ever really paid off that well for other teams and it's like i don't know but um, carlson yeah (laughs) it's we'll see i I hope i mean i hope it works out and i feel like i've i've thought about it so much and i've heard so many different opinions because i don't want to just be biased because i love dougie like Mm -hmm. i really do think like if we're gonna have a cup we need him involved and i think like especially for what's in the market right now. Like he's irreplaceable in my opinion. Everyone is arguing like if Dougie's essential to Carolina, but um, I think he absolutely is like our cup window is just opening up. And if we let him get away, it'd be a huge step back in production. Mm-hmm. Um, I think our forwards have not been consistent enough to the point where we can afford losing that offensive defenseman edge. Yeah. Like so many people like to trash his defenseman skills, but a lot of it, I feel like comes from his style of play he looks really slow on the ice. I tweeted about um, him looking so stiff once and learned that I had a lot more unintended meetings to that. But regardless of that, <laughs> I, it, makes him, it makes him look like he isn't trying hard enough. And I think those like make his mistakes a lot more magnified. Um, I just think people give him such a hard time for, for mistakes that Shay made that on occasion Slavin or Pesci made, but it just were, those are the ones that let in the goals. So not yeah. to negate, like not to say he didn't make mistakes, but yeah. Yeah. It's just, the moments when he made the mistakes made it a lot more magnified in him being a really big name player. Um, and yeah, it's just his status. And when he made the mistakes really magnified his stuff. And then of course, like I said, the playoffs really feel that's hurt him in contract negotiations, but I, there is still time. It's the 13th as of recording, so free agency opens on the 28th. So we still have a little bit of time to get something done. Um, hopefully we can. And just because they've given him permission to look at other deals uh, and talk to other teams doesn't necessarily mean he's going to leave. I wasn't because, worried about that. Because, you know, yeah, he may you know get an amazing deal from another team. But one thing I feel with the Hurricanes is that guys know the culture here they know like they're willing to buy in and kind of take a little bit of pay cut i know you're not a fan you're probably gonna uh give me a stink eye for this but kind of like new england patriots 
Um, Whereas people know that culture, they know you're going to win. They're willing to take a bit of a pay cut for it so they can get that ring, you know? I, I totally get that. My my mom's boyfriend is a Patriots fan, so he's trying to brainwash me. It'll never happen. But I, I can just by watching him, I can understand the buying in aspect of it all. Yeah. Um, but no, that totally makes sense. And like, that's the thing with when you were talking about how Dougie's like one of the bigger names and just buying into the culture here. Why with his track record in the NHL and fan bases, why would he risk leaving to go to a bigger market or or deal with Canadian media like that just seems like a recipe for disaster and I don't know I don't, I don't think he's he's willing to be in that limelight position again because I don't think it suits him well I think like this the people that he has here really appreciate him and I think he he gets that but that could also just be rose-colored glasses so we'll see there is only one place that we trust to do our online sports betting here at the Locked On Podcast Network, and that is, of course, with betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get in the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device today and sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKEDON. That's a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, there's definitely the fan aspect of it. But like Martinook said in his uh, end of season interview, it's a business. And it's looking like he's going to be gone, sadly, but Had hopefully. To be done. Yeah, it, like he said, it's a business. Um, it sucks, but I'd love to have Dougie back, especially right now. We really yep. need him. Yep. He plays amazing with Slavin. Uh, I was going to mention that 100%. Yeah, they definitely go with each other, you know, like peanut butter and jelly. Imagine you don't... that role. Like, that would be a whole nother issue if he left. Yeah, I know. Because, oh, yeah, it, it'd be <laughs> the more you think about it. Yeah, it, it's definitely a tall order for the Hurricanes um, to keep him and replace him because he's not going to come cheap, but he's also not going to be easy to replace. Yep. Because, you know, do you see who is, I uh, just had, do you see Brady Shea, you know, yeah. pairing with Slavin like that? No. And, you know, Brett Pesci's still going to stay on the left. Jake Bean is going to be gone in the expansion draft. Yes. Or at least needs to be. Mm-hmm. and Paw, if he stays, he's not a top pairing defenseman. He's definitely yeah. a bottom pairing. But, you know, it's definitely a lot to, a lot of things to think about with Dougie. So many moving pieces. It's going to be. It's gonna exactly. Be and then you all, yeah, we have cap room freed up this year with like Marlowe coming off the book, Simeon. Yeah. There's a lot more cap room, but you also got to sign Svetch. You got to sign Ned. 
you got to sign another goalie. There, there's a lot of things to do. Brock, you know, yep. there's, there's a lot of pieces that need to be filled this year, and you don't want to load your cap down. So here in the next few years, whenever Ajo, Teravina, and these other guys come back up, you can afford to sign them because Nino, this is the last year on his contract. So if you're going to want to keep him, you got to have the money to do it. Yeah, I saw some people speculating about how like Nino could be exposed and if Seattle took him with his like 5.25 AAV, it could like give, if we could replace him, like that could give us some room. But I'm like, I don't even want to think about Nino going. There's so many better case scenarios for the expansion draft. So Yeah, Nino's definitely one that's up in the air for me when it comes to expansion draft. I could yeah. see the Hurricanes protecting him because he is a very vital piece of the organization. But also, is he going to stay? you know, those conversations have probably already picked up. Um, yeah. And if the Hurricanes feel they can find a better replacement, leave them unprotected. It's definitely, it's not a lock protection for me. Um, that's for sure. Uh, though I love to see him protected and stay here. It's one that I don't know, to be honest. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think there's, I think especially with the expansion draft, like there's so much speculation going on and, um, like, I think best case, like, Gardner goes if Jake Bean went, like, okay. And then I saw somebody talking about how we could dangle Shea out there to distract from, like, forwards. But I don't even – I like Shea's play. A lot of people were giving him um, some shit at the end of the season. I think he played pretty well, and he stepped up when there was pressure. So how He do you did. Uh, yeah, with Brady Shea, that's definitely one – he's definitely improving as time goes on here. Um, and with the – term he has left on his contract um he's def kind of like trocheck like those guys are going to be part of this team i agree um jake gardner on the other hand i think he's going to be gone yes uh, whether it's in the expansion draft or trade or whatever you know he's a great guy um and when he was fully healthy he was good for us but he has rarely been fully healthy between his back and his elbow, he is yeah. just struggling here, which sucks. It does. It's unfortunate. Like that, everyone was speculating why he wasn't playing at the end of the season. It's like, well, now you know. Yeah, he was hurt. Yeah. Um, it sucks, but expansion draft wise, you know, who do you think are the most likely candidates for the Hurricanes to have to give up to Seattle? I personally am still a firm believer in Jake Bean is going to Seattle just because. Ron Francis drafted him. He knows him. He likes him. And the Hurricanes also not being pleased with his development um, at the NHL level because they've spent a lot of time and money on him. And we saw how he played a lot this year. Not yeah, great. I'm, I'm definitely on the same page with you. Um, I was going back and forth between like Gardner or Bean, but when you put in the Ron Francis aspects, like he's so – he, he also buys into the Canes culture. You know what I mean? So if that's yeah. somebody trusted picked, like that's, that's where it's going to be. And he has, even though he hasn't developed in the way that we wanted, like there's so much time for that kid. Like he's going to, yeah. I think he's going to do well regardless. So that would, I wouldn't be upset about that. Um, and then honestly, just like, I don't know. I, I have a feeling that maybe Nino, if we needed that space and we felt like we could replace him, he could go. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think the Shea speculation is, is realistic. But other than that, I'm, I'm with you on the, the Jake Bean train and I'm not too mad about it. 
Yeah. Um, and yeah, I've mentioned before, you know, had Hayden Flurry stayed here, I thought he would be the one to go to Seattle. Um, but also I don't know what Anaheim is doing with him. I don't know if they view him as a super core piece, um, if they're going to protect him or not, but I could still see him up in Seattle if Anaheim doesn't protect him for the exact same reasons as Jake Bean. Yeah, I'm sure Alex knows, uh, but uh, I think that would be that would be pretty great. I mean, I'd rather see him in Seattle than Anaheim. I mean, but mm-hmm. I've always, I always liked Hayden, maybe not his play, but I liked him as part of the team, so yeah i'm so excited for seattle i can't even stand it (laughs) it's definitely going to be fun that is for sure whenever they do get here um they've definitely been killing it in the social media game um i know you've seen their tiktok about uh the expansion draft they've been so funny i was in a a big hockey group message with them they actually followed me on twitter so feeling pretty special about that too i haven't Uh, even gotten that (laughs) uh because i was in the group message with them and everyone was like hounding them but uh they, their social media team is fantastic. Like whoever their person is, I, I don't know them by name, but in the group message, they were asked us like, what do you like to see after games, before games, what kind of content, like what works? Like they just want, they wanted our opinions and they genuinely took that. And that was like the fact that they cared so much about their audience. They were just doing it for like algorithmic purposes. Like they, mm-hmm. they're doing it right. I mean, I, I expected nothing less from them, but their social media person is a gem. So <laughs> that's great. Um, all right, folks, I hope you enjoyed uh, the first part of these two-part uh, fan summer series uh, series uh, that I chat that I had with Olivia. It was a great conversation with her. Um, so stay tuned for that second part. Make sure uh, you follow Locked on Hurricanes on social media uh, at Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes on Facebook at Locked on Hurricanes Podcast, and follow myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And I will talk to you guys in part two. Peace.